Say it again. Oh, proud wrist. Proud Proud. German. It's German. Uh, really refreshing to, to have the open week uh, where it was. I know our, our players got to get away, go home. Most of them did. Um, gave them Friday after classes off, all day Saturday, and had a late check-in on, on Sunday. Um, and, and you could tell that a lot of these guys, especially the young guys, that had just really, really hit a wall lately in terms of the the daily grind of, of college football and really not the football it's everything else it's the study hall it's the classes it's the uh, time management it's the difficulty of the classes that they're in and so to be able to take a deep breath um, and kind of regroup for this uh, stretch run I, I think was very timely um, and again we, we've got a chance to to get some guys healthy um, on that I'm, I'm sure you guys are interested uh, Jeffrey McCulloch uh, we're going to try like heck to, to get him back into practice. He, he has not practiced. Um, you know, kind of was on a really good trajectory with the strength in that, that shoulder. Um, and it, it just didn't quite keep progressing. But, you know, we think there's a chance to get him into practice by Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, B.J. Foster, um, you know, would, would certainly be probable. DeMarvion Overshawn, um, about like Jeff, but he is cleared to practice. Um, still a little bit weak in that shoulder, but uh, we're, we're hoping that these next 24, 48 hours uh, speeds up. Uh, Caden Stearns, I would list as probable. He practiced on Sunday. Uh, he practiced, I think, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. And then Jordan Whittington, the same thing, uh, practiced yesterday and, and practiced Wednesday and Thursday of last week. Uh, excited about uh, Kansas State coming in. Uh, the team that's uh, right there in, in the hunt for uh, conference championship game bid, just like we are. Um, so we're going to have two teams here in Austin uh, with a lot to play for. And uh, I, I know our guys are extremely excited to be back home uh, and extremely excited to um, you know fix some of the, the things that ailed us in previous weeks. And... Um, you know, show each other that uh, you know we're, we're capable of, of going out and putting together a, a good, impressive victory. Questions? Start on your right, Cedric. So I'm going to reach them a chance to examine your analytically. Um, one more question to Jester. So, as a head coach, and also uh, what was the center of your conversations with your assistants? Um. The tenor was that nobody, that um, there, there's a level of expectation at the University of Texas uh, uh, in all three phases, and we're not quite achieving that. Um, we're not firing on all cylinders, uh, and so, um, you know, it's our job to, to figure out why, um, and you know, figure out 
you know, what the players that we're playing in, playing with, do best, and put them in the best position to be successful. Um, hard. I don't. I don't have time time to ask myself hard questions. We we. I ask myself hard questions every day. I hope anybody that's worth a salt does. Um, so to tell you specifically what I ask myself, I don't know. I ask myself hard questions every day. Um, but it, there was a, a deep dive into, hey, what can we do really, really well uh, with the the players that, that we plan on having here these next four weeks? Our friend, Dennis. Coach, when you have a um, guy like Caden Stearns, and there's multiple guys that could be back, um, can you expect them to play like the Caden Stearns? Do you know or how long does it take for Caden and, and Marvin and all these guys that are coming back from injury to actually play like I don't know. I, I I don't know how we would expect them to if they're cleared. They're they're medically cleared, so I, I don't know what would be the holdup. Uh, I, I, I'm yeah. I'm asking like a, an explanation, maybe. Yeah, okay, you've been so depleted in in the secondary, for instance. Can if you get these guys back and we see them that they are in, on the roster, do you have the same expectations that? Okay, we're not depleted anymore. This is going to be much. I, have, I mean, I, I have the expectation that if we, if you play in the football game for the University of Texas, that you're going to go out and, and be able to play at the standard like we we just talked about that that is expected around here. Our front, Brian. Oh, uh, Tom, with November being a blank canvas, four games left, this thing can go any which way. What, in your mind, do you think this cap- this team is truly capable of doing in the last month? Going one and zero against Kansas State. I understand that, but big, maybe broaden out the lens just a little bit. I mean, what? what um, I, I, I honestly needed to ask somebody who you guys think this is like an act or, or this is like fake. I, I don't know what you guys think. Haven't been around me for three years. I literally had to ask somebody today in case I get asked that question. Who do we play after Kansas State? I honestly didn't know. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, 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 it's irrelevant to what we have in front of us. Right. Well, then, maybe go back to something you touched on a minute ago when you said that in the last few weeks you realized the guy, or the guys realized they haven't played up to the you alls standard. <clears throat> is, is that something that they expressed to you? Like, hey, coach, you know, we need to pick it up, or is it, is it you to them? Oh, I think I it's a little bit of, yeah, it's a little bit of both. I think it's, um, you know, it's it's as coaches, we're professional. A lot of things, right? We're professional teachers. We're professional talent evaluators. We're professional recruiters. Uh, we're also professional critics. And um, you know, the the guys that have not performed well, they've they've certainly um, been made aware of that by their coaches. It's our job to educate them on how to fix the mistakes, but it's also their job to. Um, shoulder some accountability for that and um, almost to a man uh, I can't even think of one off the top of my head everybody um, in the organization has you know shouldered some accountability and including players coaches myself everybody coach can you talk about Skyler Thompson the Kansas State quarterback and follow up to that second question I saw a lot of creative trick plays this week by offenses around the country. That's been void of the Longhorns the last few weeks. Will you guarantee some trick plays this week against K State? Um, when, when was it void? Well, I, 
frankly, I didn't see much in TCU. I'm not sure. Maybe you well, said the last couple weeks. Oh, well, I, well, we don't, you're right. We didn't run one Saturday. No, we didn't run Saturday <laughs> at TCU, and I don't remember one against Oklahoma either. Oh, I don't. I would have to go back and watch the film. Here, here, there. I don't mean to press that on. Correct. Um, I, I think Skylar Thompson, uh, or am I saying that right? Yeah, Skylar Thompson is actually really thriving in this um, this new offensive system. I, I think when you when you see them, you see obviously two backs are going to play with a full back, multiple tight ends, and so you think it's a very conventional, old school offense, and it and it's not. You know, they, they're very creative. Um, in what they do and the schemes that they run, um, it's kind of fun to watch. It's very unique. Obviously, it, it'll it'll challenge uh, our defense, uh, being that it's it's the first of its kind that, that we've really seen all, all season. Um, and he, you know, he, he's kind of like most quarterbacks in this league. He's the the gas that makes their engine go, and um, we got to account for him in, in the run game. Uh, and, and certainly in the throw game. But the, the unique thing that they do is they line up in these big personnel groups of fullback, two tight ends, one wide receiver, two wide receivers, uh, but yet they're in the gun and they're still reading somebody and, and um, you know making sure that they can um, equate the numbers in the run game. You'll see them go under center uh, a little bit, but uh, it's very unique in what they do from a scheme standpoint uh, in terms of something that uh, we haven't seen. and uh, So I know having the two, this is the first time in our three years here um, that we've ever had a, a bye week prior to playing an opponent that didn't have one. Um, so uh, it's, it's been nice to have that extra game of film on them, a, a recent game, um, and it's been nice to, to have the, the two weeks to prepare for what amounts to a very, very talented quarterback and a, a very unique system. And yet we practice, I'm just giving you a hard time, we, we practice trick plays or special plays all the time. Um, you know, when they when they get called, I, I don't know, but they're, you know, we, we go into a game with four or five of them, you know, that are compliments to what we're planning on majoring in that week. Over here on your left, Chip. Tom, you said last week that uh, you all, in part, were working on relationships. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more and maybe what you feel was accomplished in that? Well, it was a nice opportunity for me. Uh, you know, I, I, I met with, I think I've still got two or three left to go, but the, the class of 2019 um, had their coaches make a 10-play cut-up, whether it's practice or if it's, if it's a guy playing and, um, you know, carved out 30, 45 minutes to, to meet with each guy and, and really coach. You know, I, I miss, as a head coach, I miss coaching players. Um, and uh, it, it, was, it was really good to kind of reacquaint myself with, with those guys individually. Um, all of them are in great spirits. All of them, um, again, it's a very personal decision whether uh, a young man can or should graduate high school early and, and come in January. But when you look at the, the success that uh, some of those guys are having um, on and off the field that got here in January, uh, much different um, 
you know, mindset from a guy that just gets here in June and all of a sudden you're, you're thrust into two months of very in, intense summer conditioning and then a training camp that's harder and more time-consuming than, than you could have ever imagined. And then, uh, oh, by the way, you've you got to take 15 hours at the University of Texas. You've never taken a college class other than the online summer school class that you took or whatever. And... Um, and it wears on you. And um, but all of them were in great spirits in terms of moving forward. They've all um, assured me that that they 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 understand that they've got to fight through uh, this. That a lot of those guys that that are playing, especially, need to need to be the same kind of player that we saw, you know, weeks two and week three. And um, and again, I think the off week or. or um, open date really really helped so I think you know my relationships with uh with the guys in that class was um solidified a a, a bit um and then I, I think you know we've got to continue to foster the relationships between uh our older guys and our younger guys and you know I talked to leadership council yesterday and, you know, I asked them, you know, raise your hand if you live on campus. And there were only three, and they were the three sophomores that are in there, Joe Asai, Keontae Ingram, and uh, Caden Stearns. And so um, it's those older guys' challenge, you know, when they're – they've had very precious time with a lot of these young guys, and uh, they've got to make the most of it when they're here in this building. They've got to be very intentional uh, with it. And we've also got to have some of those, what I started calling, you know, bridge guys. Uh, you know, El, Sam Ellinger said, you know, well, when Andrew Beck was a, whatever he was, seventh year senior. And, you know, when, when he talked, you know, the freshman listened. And I said, I know, because he had a sophomore, Sam Ellinger. He had a junior, uh, Zach Shackelford, you know, that, that was, he had a, a starting redshirt freshman uh, right tackle and Sam Cosme that could bridge that gap um, of age and experience. And so uh, we've challenged some of those guys that are um, going to be really good leaders for us, some of those younger guys, to, to make sure that, um, you know, we continue to, to bridge that gap from, from older guys to younger guys. Right in the middle. Kirk? Tom, with the week off, do you go into – the mode of discarding some stuff or simplifying what do we do these things well and try to you know cut out a lot of the other stuff or yeah i think there, there's a lot of self-scout that goes on i mean probably a little bit more um in an open week than than normal but uh we're, we're constantly trying to do that uh, i mean in, in this game you, you never want to be a jack of all trades master of none um but you also have to have enough variety so that you're you're not a, a sitting target, if you will. Um, so I think the biggest challenge offensive, excuse me, that water's going down. The biggest challenge offensively, and, and I just uh, left a meeting where we we feel like we got a lot of closure and um, you know condensing of the game plan. The, their opponent's offense, Kansas State's opponent's offense, are averaging 58 plays a game. Uh, they're third in the country in time of possession. So um, 
and they're they're you know four down quarters. They mix in some one high, and, and they pressure about twenty percent of the time. So, um, you know, you, you certainly know what front they're going to be in, and and uh, so the tendency as offensive coaches is, hey, well, we can do this against that. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this, and we can do that. And it's like we need to call those. <laughs> You're not going to have that many plays, and so. Um, I think we did a really good job. You know, we always break down first and second down in, in the open field um, first, and we figure we're going to get about you know 25 calls maybe in this game, maybe 30 at, at most. And so um, you've got to be very selective and, and get really good at um, what you're going to do, and then we'll start watching some third down and red zone after that. And, um, you know, Try like heck to keep it simple. Is the confidence shaping at all with the uh, TCU game and the close loss to Kansas? You know, do you have to remind them they're a good team? How is your confidence? We we beat Kansas. You said close loss to Kansas. Uh, um, Freudian slip. Um, We uh, no, there there is no confidence shaken uh, whatsoever. these guys all realize what they can be. Uh, they realize that there's a lot of reasons why they haven't been that. Um, and then we've just continued to, to chop away at, at giving them the tools necessary to, um, you know, a, achieve at the level that we all think that they can. And um, uh, I mean, I I thought we had a, a great for an open date. Practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's awesome, awesome. Uh, yesterday's spirits were great, uh, and I would imagine t- tomorrow will be m- much of the same. I mean, uh, to Brian's point, I don't think anybody's oblivious um, to what's in front of us um, in terms of of uh, our only long-term goal, which is competing for. Uh, you know, being in the mix for our conferences championship in the months of November and December, and that's still all out there. And um, you know, we, we've left the margin of error uh, very slim, and that's okay. Uh, but uh, we know. Uh, I think I said Wednesday. You know, we're we're on the ropes. You, you can do one of two things. You know, you can fight your way off the ropes, or you can tell your trainer to throw in the towel. And from all accounts, uh, you know, everybody's pushing in the same direction, saying we, we, we want to fight our way off the ropes, and it's been a really good week and a half. Roger? Speaking of confidence, K-State's got to feel <clears throat> pretty confident coming in, OU, and then impressive win at a, at a sellout rival game. Do you sense that from opponents, too, that they're playing with confidence? Can that kind of help them play, you know, maybe, I don't want to say above their head? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that you can ever get in their their head and, and, and talk about the psyche of, of another team because you're just not around them enough. But I do, I do know this. They, if they're not confident, they should be. I mean, they're playing really, really well right now. And um, uh, on both sides of the football, uh, they're playing really good complementary football offensively and defensively in, in terms of they're holding on to the ball. Offensively, they're... Um, you know they're they're not giving up a whole lot of points defensively or big plays, and so um, yeah, I don't know what their their psyche is as a team, but I, I do know that they're playing really really well and in all facets right now. 
on your left. Jim? Uh, Tom, for so long, Sam was really so clean in football, suddenly a rash of turnovers. Are you seeing anything there in terms of his decision-making, his histories with receivers on routes? What's what's kind of been the root behind what the, the, the Yeah, I, no issues. I, I had an issue with one throw. Um, Everybody, it's much like I try to explain to everybody, everybody wants to look at sacks and say the O-line stinks, right? Everybody wants to look at interceptions and says, and say the quarterback stinks or had a bad game. He made one bad decision, that was the throw uh, to Jared Wiley uh, on the sideline when he was scrambled, should have thrown it out of bounds instead of pressing and, and trying to fit that one in. Uh, the other two were re- receiver errors and... The last one on fourth down in a two-minute situation, the ball's got to come out of your hand, and, and you hope your guy can, can go make a play. So um, he's fine uh, in terms of mentally. You always, as a quarterback, you hate to see those numbers on the stat sheet, but I think you know we all know um, decision-making, you know, other than the, the one throw to Jared on the sideline, that his decisions were spot on. Anything else? Danny. I'm Tom a guy like Danny Young has played in four games but hasn't played the last two weeks. Is that coach's decision or are you guys saving him for a redshirt? Coach's decision? I, I hadn't even thought about it. Um, I appreciate you bringing it up. I'm going to go talk to Coach Drayton and to Coach Beck when, when we finish this. But um, Danny has not expressed that to us, uh, or at least to myself. It hadn't come across my desk yet, so... Um, no, we, we haven't had any kind of discussions about redshirting. And then coaching-wise, what's your personal philosophy on using timeouts to ice kickers? Do you think that works, or are you trying to get in people's heads, or what are your thoughts on trying to ice kickers? Well, you can't. I wish I would have called the one earlier. Um, you know, nowadays, those, those, those guys are trained pretty well. Um, to even though the whistle blows to snap it and, and kick it and kind of get a practice kick at it so should have called it a little bit earlier so he wouldn't have had the opportunity but you can't take him they don't carry over into the second half so if you can do anything to um, that's such a routine oriented position you know in terms of your steps and your your everything that you do in terms of your setup it's, it's very much like a golf swing uh, where you're, you're going to grip the club a certain way you're going to you know, dig your cleat in a certain way and so I do think that anything you can do that doesn't there's no cost benefit in terms of you know well I could have saved them to the second half or you, you, you don't get them they go away at halftime so um, the only thing I would have done different is uh, is call it earlier to try to get him out of his routine but I, I think it makes sense if you're that that little amount of time left if if having those timeouts is not going to benefit you you might as well try to get them out of routine time for two last ones Jim then Tom of of your missing players probably none has had more focus than Caden soon getting back what do you what does he bring to your defense backfield to clean up what you've been missing well obviously obviously experience I, I get the question um you know he's just like you guys saw most of last season, he's just got a knack for the football. Um, he doesn't mind throwing his body around at all. Uh, extremely smart football player. Um, you know, when, when, usually when you say a, a defender's got a knack for the ball, that, that means 
he is pretty smart, very well prepared. He's going to study uh, every tendency of you know receiver splits, backfield sets, um, you know, and 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 be able to translate those studies into you know uh, gaining a half step or a step on on certain plays. So. Um, just that experience, that level of confidence, and and um, his ability to, to be disruptive back there, I think, are, are all things that we'll, we'll certainly be uh, happy to have back. Last one in the back, Anthony. Coach, on Saturday's annual veterans' recognition game, how important is this game um, for your team and your players and the significance? Yeah, I mean, it's it's huge. Anytime. Um, I think we've done it every year uh, to, to honor uh, those men and women that have, that have served our country and allowed us even just the freedom to watch a college football game, the freedom to play college football, the pl- freedom to go to college, period, um, are, are all uh, on, on the shoulders and the backs of, of uh, the men and women that have fight for uh, the freedom of this country and you know, any chance, any opportunity that we can to, to show our appreciation for that, I think is is really neat. Thanks, guys. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.